This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. And are you like me? Are you like me? Well, maybe I should be a little more forthcoming with the details so you can determine whether or not you are like me. Um, You know, last week I talked about getting a a new vacuum cleaner. And uh, so this week, in the meantime, since last week's show to this week's show, I got something else that's new. And um, and that new thing I got was a set of windshield wipers for our car. We have a uh, 2014 Kia Soul. That's right. This atheist owns a soul, <laughs> but it's it's a car. Uh, anyway, um, and it's you know the the two had the, the two wipers for the front and the one for the back, and they they were in need of being replaced. Um, the driver side up front, some of the rubber had begun to to um, lose uh, uh, its attachment to the main blade thing, uh, so that it wouldn't press well enough on the windshield, so there'd be these little streaks, and then the one on the back. Jeez, the rubber was beginning to just fall off the damn thing. It was just hanging down from the bottom, hanging off a little bit from the top. So it was a little bit in between, was still making contact with the with the rear window. Well, okay, so it's like I, I let's go get some new ones, and I did, and it's it's kind of cool, you know, um, that what you can do these days. You know, I go out and I tell them what I need, and they go find them for me. And uh, pay for it. Uh, they, the kind I got were on sale, at least the two for the front. So you know, and they were you know, it's not cheap, but they were on sale. And so I thought, okay. And then I asked the guy, I said, are these uh, are these easy to install? And a lot of these uh, auto parts stores will do the installation for you, but I think they're they're not. They may not always just jump at the idea of doing it, installing stuff for you. I mean, they can put in a car battery for you. Uh, they they can do the windshield wipers for you. And sometimes I've had them ask me when when I've gotten windshield wipers in the past. They said, "Would you like me to put them on for you?" And I said, "You know, because I, I said sure, you know." And they do. And I think at those times it's just because it's not all that busy in the store. And I don't know how really busy it was at at the store this last time when I went and got them. Um, but yeah, with the COVID that's hovering over us, um, maybe they're just a little more reluctant to do this kind of stuff, so they don't necessarily volunteer it. And I didn't, you know, I figured, well, these are easy enough to install, aren't they? And he says, yeah. And he says, besides, you know, if you get stuck or something, you can always just just go on YouTube. There's all kinds of tutorial videos on YouTube to teach you, to demonstrate how to do stuff like that. And I and I did. I checked out a, a couple YouTube videos to figure out what I needed to do. And I did look at the instructions, and you know, and it, they went on fine. Okay, now this is where I'm going to ask you if you're like me. So last week when uh, bought the uh, uh, when I t- told you about getting the new vacuum cleaner, got the thing home, some assembly was required, and immediately started using it. I mean, it's a, it's a new it's a new toy. You know, let's gotta use it, and, and that's not always the case when you go out and buy something that that you have to use it right away. It's not always the case. Uh, but then I got to, you know they got these windshield wipers, and um, I I'm usually not disappointed with a week of no rain, <laughs> but I was. <laughs> Each day 
would go by, and it's like there's there's you know come on, it's gonna rain. I want I want to use my my windshield wipers. I want I want to try them out, see how they work. I'm sure I did the clean the windshield, you know, let the fluid go through and spray it onto the you know, you know how that does, and I did that, and it, and they seemed like they'll work just fine. But it was it's not the same. I want a real world demonstration on how well these things are gonna work. And for that, you need some rain. Midweek, it seemed like it was going to be a good possibility that they'd get some rain on the on the windshield. And it might have rained overnight or something, but uh, at some point during the day, uh, I guess it was Wednesday or so, I had to go meet a customer at one of our uh, one of the buildings we clean. And so I hop in the car, and it's drizzling, and I got to put the windshield wipers on. Uh, you know, and they worked fine. But it's just, it's still not the same. Still not the same. And then the rest of the week was uh, not raining. Unless it was at night or I was already home or something and I wasn't going to go out and about. I was like, ah, dang it. Well, it, it, it's it, the weather forecast. According to the Weather Channel app that I have on my handheld computation communication device, uh, it says it's supposed to rain... Saturday and Sunday. Isn't that something? You know, all sunny today, sunny Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week, but Saturday, Sunday, the days I'm not working most of the weekend, it's going to be raining. But I'll get to try out because I have to go to the comic book store uh, tomorrow. This is Friday as I record this. So tomorrow morning I'll be going to the comic book store. We're a little nervous. I mean, hopefully it'll rain and I'll get a chance to see how well those wipers work. We're a little nervous, uh, we, my wife and I, uh, we're a little nervous. Uh, things here, okay, this is where I'm going to start talking about COVID. So if you don't like, you know, I'll, but I'll try to, uh, I'm not going to get to, well, I'm going to talk about COVID, so <laughs> just, just deal with it. Um, things in the United States are beginning to reopen here and there. Some places may be a little too soon, like Georgia seems like, eh, you might be open, reopening too soon. Here in Minnesota, the governor has said, okay, we're going to start relaxing the, the stay-at-home a little bit. We're going to start, but we're going to phase things in step by step in a way that hopefully uh, you know is smart and won't lead to an immediate spike in 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 cases something that uh, makes that will make sense and and uh, I I think the governor is, is doing his best to follow the science and 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 in his decision making and I think he's been doing a good job um, you know, uh, I, I know of a couple people that don't agree one of them being my mom but I'll, more on her later uh, so slowly making things getting things to open and that's starting on Monday so we've gotten uh, uh, a bit hectic at the at work you know I work for janitorial service we've got a company that uh, we clean two buildings for it's a property management company we clean two of their buildings and the there's stuff that's coming up that we got to get going uh, next week and it's gonna be hard to find people to do the work uh, we'll see what needs to be done but there's a lot of disinfecting surfaces we got to figure out that but we put in a bit you know they asked us what would be the pricing for doing you know this this and the other thing because of the covid and uh, so we you know the boss sat down sharpened his pencil and he priced it out and there's one aspect of the pricing that he did because they want us to go to cleaning seven days a week and i thought Ugh, seven days a week it's re that's that's a that's rough that's rough but uh, okay, and he priced it out high. And he said, I, I gave it because he had to figure in extra supervision costs and all that kind of thing over time if it happens. And you know, he had to figure all that in. And you know, they, they went for it. Okay. So, you know, we'll have more money coming into the, to the business, but ugh, God, the headaches. Let me tell you, it's been, I, I'm, I'm a, I worry. You know me. You listen to the show, you know I'm a worrying guy. I worry. I, I, um, that's one of the things I'm really good at. You know, there's like a list of things I'm good at. Uh, one, worrying. Two, uh, being pedantic. Three, drawing. You know, 
that's about it. So it's just uh, uh, a couple uh, worried mornings happened uh, this week. You know, yesterday morning and this morning where I woke up at, at 4 or 5 and I just couldn't go back to sleep. And I'm not generally an insomnia kind of guy, um, but yeah. Well, anyway. So with the state beginning to do some reopening, you know, we're seeing maybe some light at the end of the tunnel, but you just got to watch out because remember, the Spanish flu of 1918, 1919, uh, the first wave was bad, and everybody said, whoo, that was bad. Second wave was much, much worse. So what we want to watch out for is a second wave. We want to watch out for that. Okay, um, we're nervous because we're... For the first time since, geez, I don't know when, our son is going to see one of his friends. I mean, go over to a friend's house. That's going to happen tomorrow. I'm bringing him over tomorrow. And, uh, you know, we're just going to have to trust that uh, they'll be okay. But it's it's a little, we're, we're going to be nervous. And then we'll just keep an eye on him and see how he's doing. Are you not sick or anything? Uh, so that's going to happen. Uh, but I wanted to get into something here, uh, which, well, this I, I might be accused of doing anomaly hunting, maybe, but I think it's more like one of these. It's time for another Dinland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim? You know, I don't know if this is necessarily wrong. Uh, and I don't know if it's necessarily misleading. I, I find it curious, and I'm going to try to explain this to you guys as best I can, because some of it's like visual stuff, but I'll explain as best as I can. Uh, it, it, I have a Facebook friend who is share who shares a lot of graphs of uh, information, you know, pie charts, and you know other kinds of graphs and and, and uh, scientific information about what's going on with the COVID. And he shared something that linked to an MSNBC uh, video. Uh, it was a segment, or part of a segment from a show called All In, which is hosted by uh, Chris Hayes, and it's a it's a news and commentary show, conversation, debate, that kind of thing. So, I I, I watched it. Um, what what uh, Chris Hayes is talks about in there is um, there is a website called endcoronavirus.org uh, from what I could tell they get their you know, a couple of the sources where this website gets their information one is the Johns, uh, Johns Hopkins Johns Hopkins University and then uh, Worldometer or Worldometer those two the, the Worldometer is uh, shows a bunch of you know it, it, it's keeping track of the COVID cases and the you know the recover recoveries and the and the deaths and all that and it's you know it's it's pretty crazy um, but yeah but I I'm gonna trust both of these sources that uh, that uh, and coronavirus.org uses and what they what that site set up was a series of uh, of charts of graphs showing the 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 peaks of coronavirus. And what's you know where it hit the peak, and is it going down? Is it plateauing? Is it going you know wh what's going on with it? And they have uh, and it would be of the countries of the world. Uh, I don't know how many countries they list, but there's several of them up there. And uh, according to that, the headline for this this link, it's just like you know, something like uh, 32 countries are uh, uh, are doing much better in regard to the coronavirus and the US is not one of them so the United States is you know still not doing great when it comes to the coronavirus uh, things are trending down 
but uh, I was listening to the Skeptics Guide to the Universe, and, and they were saying that uh, the, the downward trend that we're seeing mostly, I mean, we still, we're still sort of plateauing here up, by, up near the peak. We're a little lower than the peak, but we're still plateauing a little bit, and that's because New York City, or, or New York State, but maybe probably more New York City, has begun to come down. And and but we have other states uh, around the country that are still going up. So it's that that mixture that makes it it's trending down a little bit. But okay, all right. So there are three categories for these charts. There's the winners, the ones that are seem to be beyond the the peak. Uh, the, and the numbers are all in great direction or something. There's the nearly theirs. The ones that are nearly there to the to the winning side, and there's the ones that are still in trouble. Now the United States is still in trouble, uh, but I noticed something in those graphs as as I uh, as I listened to Chris Hayes talk about them, and he would in the in the winners in the winners category. Now this. Report was uh, was from uh, uh, May thirteenth, so it's been so a little time since then. And the if you go to ncoronavirus.org and look at the uh, at these graphs, uh, you'll see that uh, things have changed a little bit since since this report aired on MSNBC. But going by these numbers, um, it's in the winners. I want to point out two two of them. They, and those two countries I want to point out in the winner category, the ones that are doing really well, uh, it's Jordan and Lebanon. I want to point those out. Uh, in fact, when Chris Hayes was doing the report, he mentions Lebanon. He reads through these countries. He reads Jordan. He mentions Lebanon, and he says, and he and he repeats it. He says Lebanon, Lebanon. He repeats it like that. Like, can you believe it? Lebanon is doing better than the United States. Is doing with this, you know. That's 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 the that's the implication I got from what he said. Uh, so, but the thing is, when you when you watch the report, and our link, I will link to it on the show notes page at dimland.com. You go to dimland.com, click on the show notes option, you'll get to the show notes. If you don't check out the show notes, you're missing a good portion of the show because that's where I throw uh, links to stuff and some pictures and such. So be sure to check out the show notes. Anyway, so um, as he's talking about it, I noticed that the, the graph for Jordan, uh, it shows the, it goes up sharply to its peak. It starts to come down, come down, you know, you know be well below half of where the peak was, the peak number, well below half. But then it starts to go back up, and it goes back up to about half, maybe, give or take. You know, it might be a little more than half, a little less than half, but it starts going back up. Same thing with Lebanon. It goes up, comes down, it plateaus just a little bit, then it goes down some more, plateaus a little, and then it starts coming back up. And it's back up to about half of where it was as it was heading up to its peak. You know, half of the, the peak numbers. That's what it looks like to me. And I thought, why are these winners? It's, the graph is clearly showing them going up. What's going on here? I'll explore more of this when I come back from my break. Uh, but but uh, hang on a second, I gotta get this ready. Uh, you are listening to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll be back from the break, so sit tight. to Z Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ztalkradio.com. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network.
Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. Station identification. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Operating frequency on ztalkradio.com. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm talking about these charts that show up on a website called uh, endcoronavirus.org. And the charts are showing how well various countries are doing in regards to COVID-19. And um, so I just talked about the winners. Now, the majority of the winners that list that they show are doing the, there's the peak and it's going down. The majority, but there's the, those two. Jordan goes up, comes down, going up again, and same with Lebanon, up, down, going up again. I don't know how that how they end up on the winners list. Then there's the nearly there, the ones that aren't quite ready to be declared winners yet. And I wanted to point out three countries there. Uh, there's a uh, one country called. Uh, Burkina Faso. I do not know where that is. I should have looked it up. I'm going to look it up at some point. Uh, but I'd never heard of Burkina Faso. Sorry, dumb American. What are you going to do? Um, it's it's graph. You know, it goes up. It comes down a bit. It goes up again to where you know matching the, the first peak. It starts real quick and then it goes down. And it comes up to where it's almost back up to where the peak was. And I look at that, I think, okay, it, it's, I, I, I would think that they would be in the in trouble, still in trouble category, because they're, you know. And then uh, another country, Costa Rica. Again, it goes up, comes down a bit, goes up a little bit, then it goes back down, and then it starts coming up. It's trending up. Again, How okay, maybe they're nearly there, but it looks like the trend is going up. Shouldn't the nearly theirs, the trends be going down? Uh, and then uh, lastly in that group, uh, Kyrgyzstan is, it goes, the peak goes, zoop, there's a peak, goes down to about half of the peak, and then goes right back up to almost where the peak is and starts to come down just a bit. And I thought, what the, it, they seem like they're still in trouble to me. <laughs> I don't know. And then there's the last category, still in trouble, which has uh, Ecuador on that list. And Ecuador has kind of a slow, goes up a bit, comes down a little bit, then up a little bit more, and it goes down into up. It has a slow rise to their peak. And it gets to the peak, and then it starts coming down really well. And, and it's down. It's going down. If there's no uptick at the end of it, it's going down. And it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's close to, you know, very few cases heading down, but they're still in trouble. What? Are, why aren't they on the winners list? I don't. I don't get this. And of course, the United States is uh, you know it's, it's on the you know you know it's still in trouble because as I think as I said earlier, it's we've gone up to a peak and we're we're trending down, but it's a very slow trending down. Okay. And I, I so I'm not. I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit the idea of what this thing's doing, but I'm just curious as to how these countries got into their particular categories. When you look at the graph, it doesn't seem like they should be there. You know, Ecuador seems like it should be in the winner, shouldn't be in with the winners. But Jordan and Lebanon looks like they should be still in the, you know, maybe nearly there at best, but probably still in trouble because it looks like their cases are going up. 
I have no doubt that there's some criteria that I'm that I don't know about that's for the reason why they put them in those categories that they put them in why they I don't know but you know there's something some reason that these countries are where they are Ecuador clearly looks like everything's going down why are they still in trouble I don't get it so okay there's something else though that if you look a little closer at these at these bits you can you can high, you can uh, enlarge each individual graph uh, for each country and see you know some numbers they give you some numbers and one one of the, the first number they give you two numbers the first number is uh, uh, total number of cases and then the second number is uh, the to, you know the new cases in a day or something or in the, you know, so I think yeah in the last day or so or whatever and and the, the the hint there may be in there if I study it enough there might be a hint in there as to why one would be that some would be considered winners when it looks like they're still trending up I don't know but um, okay this is where you, this is where you got to be careful the, every graph that they have on there is roughly the same size you know it goes up to the same height for their peaks when compared to all the rest of the countries to each other country so um, they're not to scale using if we if we use the United States as the we're number one and whatever size we make the United States that graph all the rest of the graphs should be uh, in you know sca to scale compared to the United States well then we'd see how much smaller those peaks are we would see that. Um, so I, uh, when I started looking at the numbers, uh, with the exception of maybe Ecuador, all of them should be considered winners. <laughs> they really, they all should be in the winning category when compared to the United States. I'll tell you why. Total number of cases for Jordan. Total number of cases, uh, and this is uh, more recent numbers than when that report went up, because this is I looked at the site today. So these are these are like a week or a few days on from when the MSNBC report was put on the, on the television. Uh, total number of cases in Jordan, 582. Just 582. Now, yes, certainly these number the actual numbers are probably higher because of testing and who knows, but but that's the official number that at least this site gives for total number of cases. Lebanon, 877. Uh, uh, let's see, Burkina, uh, Burkina, uh, yeah, Burkina Faso, uh -huh. 773. Uh, Costa Rica, 815. Uh, uh, Kyrgyzstan, 1,044. Ecuador. Now we're talking some numbers here. Ecuador, 30,485. That's total cases. So maybe that's why Ecuador is in there, because they've got 30,000 30, total cases. Maybe that's why they're in the still in trouble. Because so many more cases, so many more chances to spread. You know, maybe, maybe that's the thinking that's going on there. But, but even, even at that number, that that thirty thousand, uh, that's not that much higher than w the number of deaths that happened in uh, or cases in one day uh, in the United States. <laughs> it's like cause I think a, 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 like something like twenty four thousand new cases were in the United States. So when you compare these other total case numbers to what the United States total case numbers are. Uh, the United States, 1,390,391. And again, we're all looking at that number as being, well, it's probably, it's probably higher than that because of testing, you know, how do we know? It's, it's probably higher than that. So, so it's, when you, if you judge it by that, everybody's a winner. Everybody's winning <laughs> you know, when compared to the United States. Uh, why the United States has such a high total, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, you know, a country like Bhutan, 
which I, I yeah, I'm sorry, I'm an ignorant American. I don't know where Bhutan is, but uh, it has 15 total cases. That's <laughs> that's like having zero cases. Nah, it's I know if you're one of the 15, I'm sure you're not going to be saying, oh yeah, that's that's what it's like, Jim. So why is the United States so high? I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. Uh, I, I, is it because a leadership problem? Is it because the United States is uh, more of a destination uh, for, than other countries are? More people come to the United States and more opportunities to bring in illnesses? Maybe? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Don't know the answer to that. Okay, one other little thing. It I, that I bring this up. To, you check it out. It's, it's it's it's. I don't know. Is it? Am I seeking anomalies? Am I? I'm surely I'm misunderstanding something about how these things are categorized the way they are. Uh, is it misleading? I you know I don't know. It's just it's just weird on how when you look at a chart and you see it trending upward. And they say that they're winning. I said, well, how are they winning if it's trending upward? I don't get how you can say they're winning. But, okay. So, um, I mentioned my mom a little bit ago. Well, mom, she's, uh, she's getting a bit stir-crazy. Uh, she's been stuck in the house. And, uh, and I've been calling just about every day. Sometimes I call as I head home from work. And I and I'm in the car, and I pull out in front of their house, and I'll, you know, talk to them from the from the car, and they'll stand in the front door. Sometimes I get out of the car and I'll go up to the front step, but I'll stay a distance from them and I'll talk to them there. But the last couple of times I've actually gone into the house. And I wear a mask when I go in. I sit and talk with them. And this last time uh, was was shortly after the governor said, "Okay, we're going to start reopening, but it's going to be strategic, and we're going to be phasing these things in and paying close attention to what happens when we open up a little here, there, and we'll, we'll, we'll you know, so we, so oh, oh, no, we've got to go back or whatever the governor has to do." So <laughs> my mom, I come in, she says, "That governor, <laughs> you know." He says, you know, the the, the, the you know, barbershops and hair salons, they're just way down on the list. They're way down on the list. I said, so? And she says, well, you know, people get you look at look at your father. Your father needs a haircut. You need a haircut. Look at you look at look at you guys. You just, you know, I said, Mom, just just pretend it's like the seventies. Everybody had long hair in the seventies. Or you know, a lot of people had long hair in the seventies. Even the more conservative type folks that you would, you know, the more uptight folks back then, sure, their hair was shorter than the loosey-goosey liberal sorts, than the hippies, but it was, if you look at them, you say, well, that's kind of long. That's kind of long hair. Look at the newscasters back in those days, the national newscasters. Look what their hair looked like. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of long compared to what it looks like now. All right. But that was the 70s. Everybody, my dad, who was in his 40s in the 70s, there was a picture of him, um, it, you know, at his on his job, and I was like, "Wow, Dad, your hair is awfully long." And I look at pictures from when he was that around that time period, and it's, yeah, Dad's hair was a bit longer. And Dad was not the kind of guy that would have long hair, you know. But that was the fashion at the time. So, Mom, Mom, just look at it like it's the 70s. We're just going back to the 70s, and everybody's having their hair a bit longer. Well, you know, I just, I, you know, I want. I said, "Mom, you don't even need a haircut." Well, no, but I, I want to get it washed. I did. I have, you know, I can't wash it as much. And I said, "Well, well, have Dad do it." <laughs> and she says, "He does." And I said, "Well, then shut up. What's the problem?" <laughs> now, I, I know that's uh, <clears throat> not very respectful of my parents to tell my mom to shut up, but I, I, I have a. Hopefully, I have a way <laughs> that they know that I'm not being purposefully disrespectful or, or or even unintentionally disrespectful i'm just you know i'm 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 teasing a bit and i just want you know what's the problem if dads can wash a dad can wash your hair we'll just have him wash your hair what's the problem <laughs> i don't see a well she wants to get she wants to go to the casino she i gotta get to the casino 
And yes, you know, they're not the bad, 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 bad types of people. They gamble within their means. At least that's what they say. Actually, my dad's pretty frugal, and you know they figure and it's an entertainment budget, and they don't go away from that. They don't. So they're not drowning in debt because they're going to the casino. But and mom says, I got a nice stack of money for the casino, but I can't go. And she says. And she said one thing, and I pointed something out to her here. She says that, uh, uh, you know, it, it's, it's from December till the end of February. It was either your father or I were sick. We would be sick, and we couldn't do anything, couldn't go to the casino. So we finally got better, and we go to the casino twice in March, and then the governor shuts it down. <laughs> and I said, huh, have you been sick since you haven't been going to the casinos? Have you have you been sick since the shutdown? And she said, you know, no, they haven't. I said, huh, you think maybe going to the casino had something to do with you guys getting sick? Maybe it did. I don't know. You know, they go to restaurants. They could have picked it up there. Dad goes grocery shopping. Could have picked it up there. But, you know, it's a kind of an interesting, because, you know, correlation does not necessarily mean causation, but they haven't been going to the casino since... March. They haven't been sick since March. Hmm? Maybe? Hmm? Maybe? All right, I better go take my second break. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I am your host, Jim and Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll be back after this break. Oops, start that again. I'm going to start that again. I, I, I hit the button and made it stop, and that was bad, and I'm sorry. Um, you know, just fumbly fingers not working right. So <clears throat> uh, you're, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll be right back. Other guys. The finger. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Oh Lord, honey, can somebody tell me what my future holds? Hey man, you think I can get a reading? Wrong answer. It's time for Dimland Radio. With your host, Dr. Dim, Jim Fitzsimmons, only on Z Talk Radio. Hey everyone, this is Professor Dave. I want to teach you about all kinds of things regarding science. I want to tell you about physics. I want to tell you about chemistry, biology, astronomy, math, and many, many more things. Come check me out on YouTube. The channel is called Professor Dave Explains. Take it easy. He knows a lot about the science stuff. Professor Dave Explains. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. And welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I have a couple of cool things. Cool things. These are cool. Uh, my first cool thing is also part of the no, you do not know what you saw. Now, I'm going to spoil this cool thing. But I will link to it in the show notes. Go to dimland.com, click on the show notes, you'll get to the show notes, and you'll get to this link so you can take a look at the, the GIF GIF of this cool thing. And it's a demonstration of how you do not know what you saw. And, and there's a reason why you don't know what you saw. Because your eyes can be tricked. Your brain can be fooled. Uh, it's That's how, you know... Uh, Optical illusions work because your brain can be fooled. So you, when you see something and you're absolutely certain what it is 
or uh, especially if it's something unknown, like a you know you saw Bigfoot. Well, I know what I saw. Well, no, no, you don't, <laughs> because your eyes can be tricked. You can make a mistake. It's 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 just it's just very common and natural. This is what can happen. So this particular thing that's very cool is uh, it's something that was put out by uh, Richard Wiseman. Have you heard of Richard Wiseman? He's a good scientist kind of guy and skeptic. Uh, he's a professor. Uh, he's a professor. He's uh, for the understanding of psychology at the University of uh, Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire is that how you say it? People in the England land uh, uh, in the UK, and uh, he's written several books. Uh, one of which uh, is a good book for skeptics. It's called uh, Paranormality, Why We See What Isn't There. And, it's, and, and he does a series of videos where he'll show... Um, uh, there would be a... It's like it's a scene from a whodunit film. There'll be a, that. I'll have to see if I can find it so I can link to it. There's a scene from a whodunit film, and... And there's two characters talking to each other and moving through this room, and, uh, and things are changed. Background stuff is changed from shot from angle to angle, shot to shot, or something like that. Even the characters they're talking change, and these you know how many time how many things did you notice change in there? And a lot of times you don't notice everything. It's 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 the same idea, or at least similar idea as the as the as the gorilla that walks through the group of uh, people playing basketball, and you don't see the gorilla walk through. It's a person in a gorilla suit. You have two teams of you know, uh, of people uh, passing a basketball around. You got the red shirts and the yellow shirts, and they're passing a basketball around. And you're you're supposed to count the number of times that the basketball is passed back and forth. And as you're doing that watching people pass it around each other and they're moving and all that. While that's happening, somebody in a gorilla costume walks through and you don't see them. And then they, they play, so watch again and this time look for the gorilla. And so now you're, you're, you're not paying attention to the basketball moving around. You start looking, well, gorilla, what gorilla? And there goes the gorilla. It's really cool. And it, Richard Wiseman has you know, done stuff like that. So here's this thing that it was somebody shared it on the Facebook, and I, I shared it as well. Uh, it's uh, what we see is a, a nice uh, a nice room, like a study that has a, a, a in the back of the room, far back, is that there's a there's a door. We see a door on the wall. The wall has a has a wainscoting, 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 wainscoting. Anyway, it has a wainscoting that's that's black. Uh, and then it's there's a bookshelf next to that. So uh, and then closer to the camera is a is a little table, four leg table, and next to the table is a chair. On the table is a uh, a glass of a wine glass that has some orange colored fluid uh, liquid in it. And Richard Wiseman is sitting in the chair next to this table. And he has a red handkerchief, a real nice, fancy-looking red handkerchief, which he he holds out in front of the wine glass. You know, he shows you there's the wine glass, holds it out so you can't see the wine glass, and then he moves the handkerchief, and the wine glass is gone. And then he puts the handkerchief back. Voila! Takes it away. Wine glass is back. Wow! Look at that. And it's it's a cool trick. And you think, how was that done? Now I'm going to spoil this. But it's still good for you to take a look at this to learn to know that you don't know what you saw. So they they give you a, a different glimpse of this whole thing, and this time they show you that uh, there isn't a table in the room. There's a chair. There's a door. There's the bookshelf. There's the wainscoting, wainscoting, wainscoting. Anyway, uh, those things are there, but there's no table there. Uh, and well, how, let me explain. Well, Richard shows that he holds this uh, piece, this rectangular piece of uh, material. And he shows that he's holding it, and he sets it down next to the black area that's in the back of the room. So it's really close to the black, that black, that black wainscoting. It's really close to it. Instead of 
much closer to the camera. No, it's right up on, on top of it, practically. And he sets that down at an angle, and then he gets tape, like masking tape, and he tapes out on the floor at uh, four different lengths of uh, the legs of the table. He creates the table. The table is laying on the floor, and it's not even a table. It's a it's a it's a it's a rectangular piece of, of material, and four strips of tape placed on the floor. And then they show us the wine glass. The wine glass is not a typical wine glass. No, this wine glass is like ten times. Yeah, would it be right? Say that it's many times the size of an actual wine glass. It's, it stands about I don't know 18 inches tall, and the orange liquid in it is just another. Is it an orange color, a bright orange colored uh, bit of fabric that th gets thrown into the wine glass? So then we see the trick again. This time the trick is is the the camera's at a different angle. So it's the same shots as the as what we saw at the beginning because they've got two cameras set up. But now we're seeing this at a different angle where we can see that the table's not there. And what happens is uh, Richard Wiseman, he, he sits at the chair and he holds out the, the handkerchief. And somebody from behind the door, which we thought that door was flush with the wall. No, that, that door is, is not flush with that back wall. A closed door on the back wall. No, there's, there's, there's a space behind there. Somebody from behind the door reaches in, grabs the wine glass, and takes it back behind the door. Richard moves the handkerchief away. The glass is gone. Huh? Look at that. And then he puts it back, you know, the, the handkerchief back, and the person puts the wine glass back on the ta on the quote-unquote table, and then he pulls the, Richard pulls the, the handkerchief away, and there's the glass. It's really cool how you play with perspective. You fooled your eyes. You don't expect to, you know, to see that there really isn't a table there. You show that to somebody, you don't show them the rest of it, and they'll they'll walk away thinking, yeah, that was a neat trick. They, he, he had a table sitting next to they, they won't realize at all because your eyes were fooled. Your brain was fooled. You've been tricked. You do not know what you saw. See what I'm saying? It's really cool. You should check out, he's got other videos where where he plays, uh, uh, there's a video where he walks into a room and he walks behind this, this uh, like a reading chair, you know, with a high back reading chair. But that, that chair, which looks like it's far away in the room, is actually right up close to the camera and it's, it's, a, it's a miniature piece of paper, but it looks like a full-size chair that he walks behind. But no, he walks up to the camera and the chair just changes its size. Its scale goes, whoa, well, that's crazy. It's because... You know, you can play with perspective, force perspective, putting things closer to the camera, farther from the camera. You can set things up if you do it properly, get the angles right and everything in the shot. You will fool someone's eyes. You will fool them. So remember, no, you don't know what you saw. And I've got another cool thing. Somebody else uh, shared this uh, uh, on the on the Facebook, and uh, it's um, uh, well, it comes from. The, uh, the Internet Archive, which you can get to by going to archive.org, uh, archive.org, and uh, it's got all kinds of stuff on there. It's like a, it's a, it's like a library online, and um, you, it, what was shared was the first few hours. Somebody had back in the day had their VCR set up, you know, their and, and their video cassette recording device. They had that set up to record the first few hours of MTV of MTD, MTV's first day. Uh, it doesn't get, there's uh, some stuff missing in there. You can go to um, um, Wikipedia, and I'll link to it. You can go to Wikipedia and you can see the first, you know, all the videos that were played that first day on, on, on the MTV back on August 1st, 1981. Uh, so, what's it, you know, so what was cool about it is just to—it's just this neat little time capsule where you can. You just wow! This this was a big deal. You can get the you know, well. Mark Goodman was the first VJ that they had on the air. He seems a little awkward, like he's you know he's learning 
How are, how are we going to do this? There's a, as you watch it, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you can see, there's other uh, videos that you can watch of, of long blocks of uh, MTV shows. They'll have the dates that they, that they aired. Uh, you, there's others that you can watch there. Uh, and you can see that eventually it became more professionally, more streamlined in how they did stuff. But on that first day, there would be, you'd get black, uh, black screen between videos. It wouldn't, one wouldn't fade into the other. It would just be, you know, it would go black for a sec, few seconds and then the next video would start. Uh, so it's, you could see they're just kind of feeling out, figuring out how this is going to work. And um, it would, and then there's some commercials included. Uh, I, I don't know if it was in the, on the first day, but in some of the other video stuff that I've watched of uh, of the MTV, there would be you know, uh, commercials for the movie channel. Oh, the movie channel coming out! Oh, all these great movies on it, and then all the clips that they show. Most of the movies look like not so great, but you know, everybody's taste. It's art. It's subjective. You're, you know, your views may differ from mine. But there's something that I noticed. I, I put it on, and I found it endlessly fascinating because it's a time capsule. It's something that um, uh, captures an attitude. Uh, it cap, you know, the music of the time. It's, it's there's all kinds of stuff there. The fashions and and I don't know the the zeitgeist, whatever. What was ever going on at the time? It's it it, it shows all this stuff, and it's really it's neat. However, <laughs> I did realize that. Uh, there's an awful lot of music on that station that uh, I didn't particularly care for. Still don't. And, uh, and I, it's just because, you know, at, by the time, well, that, it, in 1981, I, was, I hadn't found the good music yet. Some of it, I hadn't found the who yet. I hadn't found the who yet. I mean, I, I knew who they were. I was aware of them. I was aware of Pete Townsend, but no, I hadn't really, I hadn't found them yet. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That didn't happen until October 2nd, 1982. So, you know, a year plus after that, after MTV aired. And we, I, you know, my family, my father did not believe in paying for television, and I don't blame him, and so we never had the MTV. Uh, and so our friends would have MTV, might get to see some of it there. But uh, it just wasn't... I remember um, we had a friend, uh, my friend John and I, we had a friend that we went to high school with uh, who was going to college in the, at the University of, uh, of uh, Beloit College or Beloit University or whatever it was. It's, it's a college uh, university in, in Wisconsin. And so we, we, we drove all the way down there. Uh, it was, it was uh, you know, summer, but he, he still was uh, there at the school for some reason. And uh, we headed down there and uh, you know just hung out with in his in his dorm, um, and we I saw some MTV playing, and uh, this is after you know after John and I had discovered the cool music. We discovered the Who by then, and we were into the cool music, not the you know crap. And uh, that was the first time I saw the video for Aha's Take on Me, which I can't stand the song. I mean, it's light and breezy and all that stuff, but I, I can't stand the going up in the high register singing. It just seems like it's just a silly gimmick to me. But that's me. Yeah, you might like it. I'm not saying it's a terrible song. It just doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. Art is subjective. Your results may vary. So I remember seeing the video of that, but I couldn't, you know, I, I had no idea what the song sometimes like. I just remember the images of the video, and then sometime later I heard the song and went, yeah, what the hell's that? <laughs> Ugh. That was really my music snob days there. In fact, we what was cool on that trip, um, they, you know, they've got the college radio station. They have that going. And so uh, 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 our friend, Kelly was his name, he brought us over to the radio station, and they were on the air that this young gal was uh, um, spinning records. And so she talks and she mentioned that you know, so people are from St. Paul are dropping by the studio and we were sitting there and she she introduced us to the soft boys if i remember correctly that was robin hitchcock's first band the soft boys really excellent album undercover moonlight uh, oh no underwater underwater moonlight underwater moonlight get it right underwater excellent album uh so she just so we you know that was cool anyway 
So MTV had uh, it started its broadcast day, and I have the the first ten videos that were played on MTV on that day. Uh, I, you may know what the first one was because that's 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 a, usually a trivia question, and I think it's fairly well known if you're hip that uh, even I knew what it was. Uh, the very first video played on on MTV was radio or sorry video killed the radio star by the Buggles, which I like that song. It's a, you know a new wavy kind of catchy sort of tune. I like it. Um, <clears throat> then there was uh, the second song was "You Better Run" by Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar. Okay, okay. Third song. She Won't Dance With Me by Rod Stewart. I did not remember that song at all. So, huh, that's that's a new one on me. I didn't. Uh, but number four, coming in at number four, the fourth video played on MTV on August 1st, 1981. The fourth one was You Better, You Bet by The Who. Weren't no Led Zeppelin video. Weren't no Tool video. Of course, Tool wasn't around then. No, it was The Who. Number four. Four on the day. The Who. Uh-huh. In fact, that video was played five times in the day. I learned that from the Wikipedia. It was played five times that day. It was one of three videos. That's the most that any video got played that first day. Three videos got played five times. So it was The Who, You Better You Bet, and then, uh, uh, let's see, I wrote it down. In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. There's that one. And this one surprised me. Just Between You and Me by April Wine. And I think it was the live version of that song. So those three songs got played five times in the day, and The Who was the first of them. Yeah, the other ones... Uh, didn't even make it into the top, into the first ten. Okay, so continuing. Number five, the number five uh, video played on MTV was a song called Little Susie's On The Up by PhD. And I looked at, uh, and then I listened to the song a little bit and went, oh yeah, I hated this song. Little Susie's On The Up! Oh God, hated that song. Uh, let's see, next was uh, We Don't Talk Anymore, Cliff Richard. He was more of a 70s star, but uh, okay, I barely remembered that, but I did remember the song. And the seventh song played that day, and this is a good one, Brass in Pocket by Pretenders. That's a, that's a really good song. And then, uh, let's see, next was Time Heals. The eighth video played was Time Heals by Todd Rundgren, and I'd never heard of it. So I don't know that one at all. Huh, weird. Uh, number nine, uh, let's see, Take It on the Run the live version by REO Speedwagon. And that was a time when I liked REO Speedwagon. And now I listen to him and I think, eh, I just, you know, this is, uh. <laughs> that's pretty much exactly what I think. And uh, the 10th the video played on the first day of MTV's programming was Rockin' the Paradise by Styx. And I used to like Styx. And now they're just kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it there was not uh when and then you go through and 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 I continue to watch videos of that. There was a, there was there were quite a few songs in there that I had that same reaction to. It's just not quite. It just wasn't for me. Good night, Adolfo. Good night, Frau Blucher. And that means we've come to the end of another show. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. I am your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'm reminding you to be skeptical and that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Be patient. Wash your hands. Stay home. Stay safe. And sleep with the lights off.
You can check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option, and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning us in. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow. Wow. Well, well I'm going, I'm going to hell. hell.